This is Boss Up, where three Black women sharing our experiences as first-time bosses and figuring this shit out. Hopefully. Okay, so this is episode 10. Right. 10, yeah. <laughs> I said episode 9, but then 10 came out. Episode 10, we're wrapping up the season. The last one. Wow. Fully committed to something from start to finish. We did it. We, we did, did it. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. On the back. <laughs> Honestly, I think the, pandem- the pandemic was part of it, but no. Right. Personal thoughts. Maybe. Um, Yes, I think the pandemic was a part of it. And I also have to thank Biz for coordinating, you know, scheduling (laughs) all of our sessions. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be here, you know, in month 10. Yeah. Recording episode 10. Yeah, if she didn't say, like, so when's the next time we're recording, would we really record? Yeah. So and like, it's a really... horrible question for me. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been really helpful. So thank you. Oh, yeah. No problem. Shout out. Thanks Shout for out. continuing to show up, you know? I'm good for showing up when I'm told. <laughs> I'm good for that. It's when I'm not told that I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought the fact I can just knock on your door. You I'm leaving out. For the wrong listening, we're roommates. It's like, knock, knock, knock. Are you there? No, can't. I don't have my invisible machine right now. So. <laughs> All right. So today's episode is called Watch a Town. Watch a Town. Watch a Town, girl. Okay. Boy. Um, but we're going to do. <laughs> Excuse me, individual, because woman with an X. <laughs> yes. Here we are. Here we are. Um, today we're going to do something a little bit differently. Uh, we're just adding a little bit of spice and pizzazz or whatever we'll call it for our last episode to close it out. Um, and since we are four days into quarter four, um, instead of talking about how we've made it through the week, which is equally important, I, we have decided uh, to switch things up. And our first segment for today is called How You Bossing Up. Uh, with this segment, we re- quickly just want to each share um, how we are going to boss up in quarter four. I'm not going first. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to yeah, boss up? Take it away. In quarter four. Woo! One thing that I did it not. a long time. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like that. He's like, whoa, let's go. Oh. That's what I said. (laughs) One thing that I didn't do enough of was checking in on my personal, not personal, my professional development, as well as the person that reports to me. I haven't checked on both of our professional development because we were so buried in the work. Mm-hmm. And last, this past Friday, actually, I asked her, I was like, where do you, what do you want to do after this? Do you like, do you see yourself at this company in this role doing this work forever? Not forever, but you know, for the next whatever, five years, 10 years, whatever. Um, and also asking myself that question, you know, where do I, where do I want to go? I feel like we both have a good handle on the work. Um, 
but how are we going to kind of take it a step further so that we can set ourselves up for whatever's next? So one thing that I would like to do in Q4 is really just starting to ask more of those questions and helping her get to that space of, okay, I'm doing my job, but I'm also setting myself up for the next thing, for what I you know, really want to do. And also for myself, um, I would like to begin doing that too. So I hope to do that in Q4. Smart, smart, smart. Uh, along those same lines, setting myself up for what's coming next. Um, y'all know I'm, I do not have a job right now. Um, but for jobs is a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Applying for jobs is a job. Um, so I'm, I would say to prepare for Q4, um, Hmm. I think it's similar, like professional development, like just making sure that I'm reading up on things that are going on in the industry that I want to go into so that when I do have these interviews, you know, I'm able to speak about what's happening. Um, I would also say that helps with like building my confidence. Mm-hmm. So I, when I'm talking about I'm <laughs> when I have these interviews, um, and being just being intentional about like what's what's for me and what's not for me. I was supposed to have an interview this week um, on Friday, and I like had interview prep with these two wonderful women. Um, and Thursday came, and I was like, actually, this is not a job I really want. And so I decided not to take the interview. Um, and it feels good to be able to say like this is for me, this isn't for me, but, but to be able to really understand these are the roles that you want. Um, and these are the skills that you, skills that you want to strengthen, um, in this next, you know, season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how I'm going to boss up in Q4. Mm. What was the job? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it was a producer position, mm-hmm. um, at an agency, which is like, that's a dream for me because that's a transition um but it wasn't exactly what I wanted and the staff didn't look like what I wanted in terms mm-hmm. of diversity um and so I had to review I had this list in working with my career strategist I had this list of things that say like these are my non-negotiables mm-hmm. like saying you would have in any like relationship um and so I had to look at that and stand firm on that and for anybody that's listening, that's looking for a job or trying to figure out what's next, don't just jump just to jump. Like, make sure it's what you want to do and don't let anyone um, or yourself, like, finagle you into something that's not for you. You know mm-hmm. your skills, you know your strengths, so play to that. hmm That's good. Thanks. Come on, can you open my door? It's just like a crack. Yeah, we need some air in here. Um... Pamela, that's me. Uh, I would say like the word that's like in my head for quarter four is forced innovation. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's like, this goal is really selfishly for me, but also for my report more so, but you know, for me too. I think it's just, I one, I want to challenge my report to to have, to be more innovative. Like, I think my report has gotten very comfortable with, like, what the program basics are, but has not sought out ways to 
implement innovation. Mm. And I think as my report continues to see me innovate, the innovation will hopefully inspire my report mm. to have confidence in their own innovation that they can bring to our program. Mm. Um, so selfishly for me, I like, I have so many ideas and I think it's, it, I'm coming to a time in quarter four where I want to throw out all of these innovations and like actually start executing them. Mm. And it's also encouraging my report to do the same mm. while I'm doing it too. So I really, I think we can be much more innovative in this quarter. Uh, and I think it's just a matter of me like modeling it so that I can get the same expectation for my report as well. Mm. Yo, shout out to you. That's yes. that's a manager, man. That's like, yeah, like legit. Like that's a like that's a legit manager. And also, I remember you mentioning that before that like you were having this battle. I don't know if you said your mentor was telling you this or mm. you were saying this, like trying to hold on to things and trying to trying to give him this is the. Um, or they excuse me this is the the framework instead yeah. of like seeing what they develop so yeah. I mean you you've grown right because now yeah. you're like homie <laughs> you figure it out yeah make it look great yeah let's see what, make it what make let's sense. see what you can come up with mm-hmm. yeah. I like that innovation I have to keep yeah. that in mind absolutely absolutely <laughs> awesome well uh <laughs> thank you all for sharing <laughs> it gave me a like I know. a sharing circle i don't know what the energy is thank you all for sharing <laughs> it's fall I think it's right weird. i love fall fall is my favorite season <laughs> layers uh speaking of layers no not speaking of layers it, this doesn't transition well at all um so <laughs> What's on our plate today for this episode, um, talking all things tone, is we are also working and grooving from home. We're doing the the Zoom calls, uh, whether your camera is on or off. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on the phone. We're taking calls. We're using different messaging platforms and being bombarded in multiple ways of communication. This is very true. Um, and communication just hits different while we're in a virtual environment. Duh. Um, so in today's episode we're just peeling back the layers of communication there you go Um, but more specifically we're talking about our tones in the workplace Um, but before we even dive into that I just wanted to give a brief breakdown of what of what communication is Hmm. Uh, it is said on the internet that 55% um, of our communication it comes from body language our body Hmm. language how we show up our virtual presence uh 38% 38% of it, tone, which is the focus of our episode today, I mentioned earlier. And 7%, which I was astonished by, are our words. 7%. Oh, wow. Words. That's crazy. And I, I come from a philosophy of like, words mean things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 7% of your words mean things, I guess, based, yeah. based off of this breakdown. And but 7% also mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. That's crazy. So you said the biggest percent is body language. Body language. All right. 55. Wow. 55%. And I didn't add up all of this to make sure it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is that we can blame uh, the internet for that. Okay. Um, so I can't verify that at this moment because math is not my subject. Um, <laughs> but basically, all that to say is that in the virtual environment, we are bound to miscommunicate. Mm. 
So my first question for you all. Anticipation. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> how would you describe the tone you have, um, you have set with in your office, your team, or your report? I think my tone <laughs> is very upbeat. And it's like that um, specifically in email. Like someone can be, you know, pretty straightforward and like I will still respond like, hey, okay, got it, whatever. And like I'm very chipper in email. Um, via Zoom, I would say I'm pretty, I wouldn't say I'm as upbeat as I am in email, but via Zoom, I'm like, good morning or all right you know I just there's a there's a song in my voice and I think that honestly comes from my well one I'm from California so we like sing and everything we say and then two my previous employer I worked with a bunch of white women and it was there was kind of like a sorority culture and so I think I kind of adapted to that and I haven't let that go and I don't, I'm not like that in like my regular conversation with my friends, at least not all the time. Um, so I would say like overall, my tone is very like happy, whether mm-hmm. it's via Zoom or, you know, an email. Um, I am working on my tone when I get frustrated because before it would be kind of like... <clears throat> snappy and I am trying to watch what I say and who I'm saying it to because Mm -hmm. I would be speaking in a certain tone when when I was in those moods to my VP and to my EVP and I would be like oh okay so I'm I'm trying to be more mindful and aware of how I come across um, because I was reading this article like I don't know maybe it was like a year ago like when a black woman joins a company, like they love her, they're rooting for her or whatever. But then when she starts doing well, they kind of like start to turn on her in a sense. I don't know where I was reading that. I don't know if it was Fast Company. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I think it was Fast Company. Yeah. And so it's like at first we're like the teacher's pet and then yeah. they, they mm-hmm. turn us into something else. And so I'm like, yeah. now that I am nearing the year of being a manager and like I have been performing I do wonder, okay, do I need to watch out like for when they flip on me? And, you know, Mm. I think that's why I adjust my tone or why I'm more aware of my tone in those times that I'm frustrated because I'm not, I don't want that to happen. So, but overall, Mm. to answer your question, I'm pretty happy in my tone um, Mm -hmm. when I'm communicating with people at work. Yeah, I would I would agree and say like my tone is known to be very enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Um, my emails oftentimes have at least three exclamation points. Right. Um, but like that's not like re- that tone's performative. Yes. Like, I'm not really sometimes I show so much excitement, I don't really care. <laughs> Two shits about right. you know? but I be listening like she real she happy. The okay. other day, my, <laughs> this is a side note. The other day, and this is like, I mean, it's relative related to tone. My mentor was on a call with me 
and uh, there's a group of us and like her report was on the call. So she was there as backup in case her report couldn't answer a question. So she wasn't talking she had her video off, she was muted and she chatted me on the side and she's like, you're on a roll today. Like you sound, you are overly enthusiastic. <laughs> you sound so happy and have so much energy. And I'm like, they call me at a good time, <laughs> you know? But there are some times where I'm like overly enthusiastic, but I'm like, I'm not actually really excited about what, the topic that mm-hmm. is at hand right now. Um, but oftentimes like, I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why though? Well, Why do you do that when you don't feel that way? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it depends on like, like I'm a chameleon in a lot of different calls. So it depends on like who's around already. If there mm-hmm. are um, people who are, you know, higher ups than me, then I'm going to be like, okay. Here I go, climb onto my pogo mm-hmm. stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great idea. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for all the support we have. I'm get to get to get to get to get to you know, like or like if we're working with like, you know, some of our, our partners and it's some of the things like it's like we have to do all this work to sh- to show all this gratitude when it's like mm-hmm. you have a huge return of of investment mm-hmm. by working mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't work with us you wouldn't be able to sustain yourself yeah in the corporate like social responsibility community looks like you actually need it so like why do i have to say thank you seventy thousand times like so in those moments i do have to show like i'm overly like thank you so much like if we didn't have you like our students wouldn't have an opportunity and it's like actually you need us because you said you're looking for that or (laughs) why do i have to say thank you seventy thousand times yeah um so in those specific spaces, like that's why I'm overly enthusiastic, but I guess that's the part of sales and partnerships. Oh yes, that. say that. You know. Um, so those are spaces where it's like it's a it's very performative. And like there are some spaces where I'm like, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> I'm glad that everyone else is so excited and like fueled by this, but it's like I have this to me seems like something we should already right. be doing. So it doesn't like overly excite me. Mm-hmm. So like, those are the two ways that I oftentimes operate with my, with my tone. But everybody knows me as like someone who's super bubbly and mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's always a song in my voice. And literally there's a song in my voice because I sing everything when I'm panicking or when I'm happy yeah. or when I need more time to think, you know, so. There's definitely, when yeah. you're talking like sales and partnerships, oh my goodness, I didn't learn that until recently, where you really yeah. do have to play the stupid or dance a stupid dance and be like, oh, no problem. Like, I, I totally understand. Mind you, I've reminded you about this thing that we need 7,000 times. <laughs> you haven't responded. Yeah. You, you've come off rude. You've actually been rude to me, but I still have to be like, oh my God, yeah, no worries. Like, I totally get that, you know you have a life and I don't and I'm willing to bend over backwards for you and freaking stay up till 10 o'clock at night because you need this thing I don't have a life but you have you do so I it's just it's so stupid it's so stupid so I get that yeah I oh I have thoughts on that um my tone in the workplace um it's very straightforward um it's very in emails 
sometimes there'll be explanation points. Sometimes there won't. Um, I feel like there's explanation point if I'm actually exclamated. I know that's not a word, but if I actually am, then there's an exclamation point. Um, but there usually is like, uh, hey, how are you doing? Like, how's your weekend? Um, so I'm, I would say I was, I'm generally optimistic, but it's like, it's kind of, it's, it's flat. Um, it's never like so high. Mm. And I think that like, I've had, I think when I was working, I think sometimes my higher ups would be like confused or just not sure if I was interested in what we were doing because it wasn't so Mm -hmm. high. Um, it's just not my nature unless I'm really, really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say with my report, though, um, there was performativeness. These are a lot of words that aren't real words. But there was performativeness for sure because I needed our relationship. I needed there to be trust. And I needed to um, ensure that we both could get our jobs done. Mm-hmm. And I needed, to, I needed for her to perform like in her actual work. Um, and so I felt like I needed to bring a certain level of calm, always calm. That's my nature. But there was like a little mm-hmm. extra, um, I don't know, enthusiasm mm-hmm. maybe that I wouldn't have brought to like my, uh, my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, yeah, I feel like it's very straightforward. I think people would always describe me as like super calm and my report would always say like yeah you're really really calm and I'm not and so we work Mm -hmm. well together and that's that's Mm -hmm. about right (laughs) um but to what you were saying about jumping through or like the sales part and the sponsorships um peace partnerships piece um that was one thing I, I I can't do I like as a manager, I do have to have calls with sponsors toward the latter half mm-hmm. of my role um, or time. And if you were late on something, I would just be like, you were late. Mm. Like, <laughs> I would get emails from um, higher ups that were working with the sponsors and would be like, they need this information. Like, I don't, they would tell me, I don't know why they're not, they don't have this information yet. And it would be like, I sent that a long time ago. Like, I'm not going to apologize for doing my job mm-hmm. well you know you didn't do what you're supposed to do um and so my tone will mm-hmm. that. for us because i've asked my manager or i've told my manager like i want to cut these people like why mm-hmm. are they stupid and she would always say well you kind of have to meet them in the middle so one time i did um, respond kind of like no you know oh well type thing or she was trying to this particular partner was trying to get in touch with my manager now everybody's day is busy we have meetings like there was literally no time to stop and have a phone call with this woman and so I was like you know I was trying to I don't know if being petty was the word but I said it was like it was 9 a.m. And she was like, I need to speak to, you know, so-and-so now. Can we hop on a call really quick? And I was like, oh, you know, usually it's kind of hard to um, ha- to schedule something like this 
the morning of maybe there's some time later in the afternoon. Let me, you know, get back to you. And she said, well, I can just go to another partner. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, bye. Like you again, we don't need you. (laughs) You need us. You're trying to get your students to apply for our program. So go to another partner. Like you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not hurting our coin. You know, you're already not paying us, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't say that. Right. Because of the relationship that we have with them. Right. Or just in general, just in terms of just managing relationships, I couldn't say that. And so I said, okay, you know, mind you, I'm like fuming, but in email, I'm like, all right, you know, well, let me don't, you know, no worries. I get it. Let me try. I'm in a meeting right now. But let me try and, um, you know, get something on the calendar for you. Sure enough, she still had to meet with my boss later in the afternoon. We couldn't just drop everything. But, like, I still remember that to this day. And she came around again, like, last week asking for something. And honestly, I just don't I don't want to respond. I just don't want to give her what she needs because of that interaction that I had. Mm -hmm. And so it's frustrating for me sometimes because there's some rude people like, and who, who think that you're just supposed to stop everything that you're doing because they didn't do what they're supposed to do. And I think for black women, it can be challenging because we already have to be performative and we already have to, you know? And so that's what's like the most frustrating. I can never just respond authentically to someone because I'm I'm thinking okay how am I going to be perceived as an employee of this company how you know is that gonna are we gonna look bad you know to them yeah and so it's it's exhausting because there's some days where I'm just like I'm gonna just leave you on red and how about you sit in my inbox for however long and then we don't help you at all (laughs) but I can't do that so (laughs) anyway no, I think that's va- that's valid because I think when I heard from Biz and and you, Joy, is we, we've all shared like the the what is it called? Like with tone, there's like the energy you put mm-hmm. into your tone, which we've labeled as like enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and then it's also like how so we've described that, but it's also like the word choices, like mm-hmm. our our choice of words. Mm-hmm. Um, that we use to also illustrate the tone that we have. Mm -hmm. And to me, in those moments, like like the moment that you just mentioned, Joy, my word choice is limited because of a situation of like, I have to pacify the situation. Like, I really want to say this, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. you were late. I said this Mm -hmm. to you already. But instead, it's like, hey, I must have, we must have like ran into Mm -hmm. a snafu in the mix up here. I attached yep. it again. Hope you got everything that you need. Let me know if I right. miss anything. And it's like, nigga, I right. know. I, I hope this helps. And I can go into my inbox. Like, you're not being right. responsible. And yeah. you're not right. organized. But, yeah. like, in those moments, my word choice has to be limited to let's keep things happy, let's keep things enthusiastic, and let's keep things customer service mm-hmm. oriented. Which means you sometimes you have to take mm-hmm. fault for it and be like, oh, here, partner. Sorry about that. Here yeah. it is again. Thank you so much for your partnership again. Right. Love ya. Right. You really don't. But <laughs> well, what about both? Like, what if? And I maybe I, I should also add. I think I, I think I do both. Like, but in the same email. Sometimes there's just sometimes there's just one. Sometimes there's just 
no, you were late. I sent, I actually sent this already, but mm-hmm. here it is again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had people do that in my office to me, yeah. like straight up. I sent this already, but like literally there's a woman that would literally say, the email that I sent on October 12th said this, but here it is again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, th- I feel like I can, right now, like I've seen myself do it more with my boss and my report mm-hmm. because before I would, ne- I would never, I would never say like, if someone's like, oh, I don't remember seeing an email from you. Like, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm mm-hmm. just going to send it again. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, just brought it to the back of your... I don't even say anything. Mm-hmm. I just do mm-hmm. something. You know, yeah. because you will put two plus two together to say, see that date? That's the right. last time I sent it. You just can't find it. You right. can't search your inbox, yeah. you know? And I think nowadays I'm finding more confidence in saying like, I believe I sent that to you at least mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you check again, you don't find it, I can bring it back to the top of your I've gotten even. Because my report tried to do that to me too. I'm like, oh, I thought we were done with this. It's like, no, the last email I sent you yeah. said we're not done. And no harm, no foul. <laughs> like, no harm, no foul to be like, I sent this before, but you know what? Things get lost. I'll send it again. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think... It's, it's the sandwich method but it's not like use both right because yeah. then for me it's like i get my point across that mm-hmm. i know what i did and but also i don't want you to feel so bad of a way i'll i'll, I'll grace you with this whatever right. it is again um but but knowing like what you were saying joy about you know some people are just so rude and some people just feel like you don't have or you have all the time in the world I think by responding in that way lets them know, like, no, you also have a job to do. You also have mm-hmm. things that are going on. And so we, this is a relationship. We we deserve the same type right. of respect. Um, and it's only going to get as, as all of us move up in our journeys, like career journeys, these things are only going to continue and they're only going to get more sticky. And so mm-hmm. I think if we don't establish like our various tones and our various ways mm-hmm. of communicating, we're going to always be bending backwards right. and over for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to be that black One thing that, that I've been doing that I've actually, I feel like I, I feel a sense of power when I do it. When I get really annoyed, and like you're asking me the same thing. Like we're having this seven email conversation, you know, that literally could be answered in one email. Like I've answered it for you, but you keep coming back and asking me about this thing. I'll just be like, do you want to hop on a call? And like, they're like, oh, yeah, I, actually, no, you know, because now that you've wasted seven emails of my time, I'm going to waste both of our time. And <laughs> we're going to spend 30 minutes <laughs> and I'm going to tell you start from the very beginning to the end like and it's worked like I did that actually recently there was a student who reached out because she was supposed to get paid for um a project right so mind you in the beginning I communicated hey you know this is the process of how you would get paid send your information here um you should receive like your payment you know soon whatever I just, I'm only the connection between the student and the finance department. I don't be tracking like what went where and, you know, what part of the process, like where the check went. Like, I don't do any of that. So this girl had followed up with me at least four different times. Like, where is the payment? Blah, blah, blah. Finally, I was just like, 
do you want to hop in a car? Are you free at this time at this date? Oh, no, no, no. She responded, oh, no, you know, I figured it out. (laughs) So if you figured it out, why are you reaching out to me five different times? I've Mm -hmm. literally told you, I've given you the answer. So I've, I've found that that has worked. Um, because when they get on the call, they're like, now they want to be all nice. Oh my God, thank you so much for meeting with me. You know, I just want to let you know that, you know, there's no like hard feelings on my end. I just want to make sure that we're ironing everything out. But you didn't have that same energy in email. You were coming at my neck and talking Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. So now we're wasting extra Mm -hmm. time because you want to be stupid. It just gets on my nerves. But I mean, try that tactic for anybody listening. Like if you got people in your inbox, just acting a fool and, you know, you find yourself just being overly nice, like drop that. Hey, let's schedule a call. Come here. You know that, you know that thing. I'm saying, you know, that thing that black moms do like, come here, let me, let me talk to you real quick. That's like, that's my version of that. (laughs) Like, Like you don't shut up and leave me alone. Come here. Let me let me take you to the back room real quick and we can have a conversation. But things also get misinterpreted too in email. And so I think that is the strategy yeah. as well of like, you know, we've been we're trying to figure something out, you and whoever. You've been emailing two, three e- once it hits three emails, if it's not clear, the next step should be can we get on the phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk this out. Uh, because is going to spiral into something that it doesn't mm-hmm. need to spiral into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That for, yeah. Also for anyone listening, like make sure you, you do that. Um, and being on the phone is like, that's another, I don't know. I feel like that's another experience in email. Cause I also feel like joy, what you're hinting at is that people mm-hmm. hide behind mm-hmm. email. Yes. Oh yeah. y'all. I mean, even as, ma- even as a manager, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I've done that. <laughs> before um yeah like your tone can be different in email than when you get on the phone you mm-hmm. get on the zoom call and you know like, something else i'm sorry i have i have little stories right something else happened and it was with someone that i worked with and i was asking this person for help now mind you i'd be taking notes i'd be reading all the standard operating procedures whatever if i go through it and i still have a question i'm gonna ask you and I, like, if I know that I've asked the question before, I don't mind saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry. I've taken the notes. I've looked at the SOPs. I know that I've probably asked this again. But can you remind me, do you have, like, five minutes, not even 30 minutes, you have five minutes to just connect really quick because I can't seem to find the answer. And the way that she responded was, like, as, what did she say? She said, as I've told your team time and time again, blah, 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 blah. So I sat there and I looked at that time and time again for about five minutes. And I said, I responded, I said, again, thank you so much, you know, for, you know, explaining. By the way, do you have 15 minutes to talk? (laughs) (laughs) Because I said, because we don't like. And she was like, well, what, what is it about? She just said, what is it about? So I said, I, it's um, regarding just how we can best work together, you know, in the future. Because I'm not going to give you everything that I'm going to tell you 
in our meeting because I don't want you to be prepared for it. So we sit down and I said, you know, I reach out to you maybe twice a year on this one thing. And I make sure that I take my notes. I read the standard operating procedures when I have access to them. Cause there was something wrong with the system where I couldn't get access to them for some reason. I had just gotten access that week and I was able to read through them and I still couldn't find the answer. Right. So I said, and I just, you know, in the times that we have interacted, it almost feels like you don't want to have anything to do with me. So if you don't want me to ask you any questions, is there someone else that I can ask these questions to? Soon as I said that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Joy, like, no, I'm always here to help. You can always ask me a question. She said, you know, please. She said, I said, I just want to understand the intention behind your tone. And she said, well, you know, historically, um, we've had issues with your team specifically even before you started. Um, because your that team would always kind of do things how they wanted to do it. So in my mind, I'm like, that's not my issue. Mm-hmm. If that's the issue that you had before me, why is that translating in your tone when I'm communicating with you? I don't, I didn't know that. I'm literally yeah. just asking you a question. So mm-hmm. I said, okay. She was like, you know, I'm I'm sorry, you know, that I came off a certain way. I didn't even say it's okay. I said, thank you. And then I went on to asking the question. And now I'm like, I, I wanted to, I consulted my director because I was so mad when I read that, you know, I've told you time and time again. And I said, I'm, I need to talk to her. And she was like, well, you know, maybe you should, she was trying to coach me through it. And I was like, I don't, I don't need that. I said, I need to be very clear in my communication with her that you're not going to just mm-hmm. talk to me any kind of way. And I said, I, she's my elder. I will respect Anybody that's older than me, I'll, you know, I will never come crazy at anybody in the workplace. But I think that the way that I presented myself, you know, being chipper and happy and everything, it has given people the wrong message on who I am and how I'd like to be communicated with. And I need to nip that in the bud today (laughs) because I'm still a professional. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, at the time, you know, 28 years old, I'm grown. And I give that same respect and I would Mm -hmm. hope that I receive that. And, you know, I was telling my director, she was just like, kind of looking nervous, like, you know, and I'm like, there's nothing to be nervous about, but I, she needs to hear like what, how it made me feel and how she came off because it's not Mm -hmm. right. Like, if you don't want me to talk to you, then say that that's fine. But I still need to get the answer to this because there's things that I have to do. And so she, after that, she's just been like super like following up on stuff. And I think that's great. But like now in my mind, I'm like, I just, I know I have to go the extra mile and make sure that I can get the answer by myself before I, I even ask you from that one for not, the, not that mm-hmm. one experience, but from that, the multiple experiences that I've had with her, I'm just like, I don't want to deal with you. So I'm going to try and go around you before I even ask you anything because your tone is just off. And so, yeah. Anyway, thought I, I'd share that, but. Yeah, the power of tone. It is. Because I think, like, you, our next question was basically, like, has someone misinterpreted mm-hmm. your tone before? Mm-hmm. And I, your example, Joy, is, like, is the definition of when people there's a misinterpretation of each other's tone. And like in that specific case, there was historical context as to why Mm -hmm. she had the tone that she did. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think there are ways, like as a manager, that I have historical context to the 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 different, the various types of tones I I present depending on the question mm-hmm. that is asked of me. Mm-hmm. Like there's a question that someone could ask me in the workplace that will immediately piss me off because <laughs> I'm going back into the traumatizing experience. Like, oh, <laughs> the last time someone asked me that question, I almost lost my job. So that's why I'm pissed off answering your question right now because you you hit something. You yeah. struck a nerve. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think overall, you just painted a beautiful picture of like, that's... <laughs> That's that can sometimes stem. It shows the reason why some people are why in well words why mm-hmm. misinterpretation happens. Mm. Like you are at mm-hmm. least able to identify the why by hearing her out. But sometimes we don't mm-hmm. we don't truly hear out the whys of like how did we how did we mm-hmm. when where did we miss each other? Yeah, whether that be in the email or in person. Or I mean, over a call. Um, yeah, I I have a yeah I have an example of of that or small not small but I have an example kind of I'm thinking about misinterpretation and I'm thinking about my boss my old boss and I said this before like how often I just felt mm-hmm. like we weren't on the same page about about things and I and even on Zoom like we're both on Zoom with video on or like Google Meets or whatever platform, you know, having a conversation. And I felt like I was saying something. And again, I said, I'm very straightforward. I'm very calm. 95% of the time, I'm calm um, and how I receive and respond to things. And I felt like she and <laughs> she would interpret my calmness or mm-hmm. maybe what I was saying as like something else. Like, I don't know, like, Mm-hmm. I was throwing shade. And um, I remember one time we were talking about something and she immediately got defensive. And I was like, I wasn't throwing, I didn't say shade, mm-hmm. but I was like, I wasn't jabbing at you. I was just saying, this, like, these are my mm-hmm. thoughts on whatever we were talking about. And then I felt mm-hmm. her like kind of pull back. But this was like a common occurrence that I don't know where she got mixed up or what I said to her at some point that made her feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like throwing jazz. Um, yeah, so so it's it is interesting um, that for me I think like oh, okay if you're you know if you're calm if you're if you're straightforward like there wouldn't be any wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. It would be very clear. But yet what I've experienced oftentimes is if I'm not overly optimistic, mm. then there's something wrong. That's good. I think one thing that I need help with is being more straightforward because I think I've gotten to a point. <laughs> Can you say that again? Sorry, you I said I think like one thing second. that I need help with is being more straightforward um because it got to a point or it has gotten to a point where I find myself apologizing so much in email apologies for the delay oh apologies oh oh my goodness apologies 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 and I'm I'm sick of it I didn't look at your email 
because you're asking for too much right now at 5 mm-hmm. p.m. I left it on red <laughs> or I left it on unread yeah. and I'll get to it at the end of the week because you're doing too much. And sometimes I really just want to be like, here mm-hmm. you go. Not apologies for the delay. Oh my gosh. Blah, blah. Do you need anything else? I don't even want to say, do you need anything else? Here you go. Here. Yeah, I need to learn how to do that. Um, you have to give yourself permission yeah. to do that. Yeah. But the- that's something I'm, I'm trying to learn too. Like, I think the the moments where I have my tone has been misinterpreted is because I'm not being straightforward with what I'm trying to get across. Like a a lot of with, like a lot with my enthusiastic tone comes my Midwestern passive aggressiveness of like, yeah, I know internally that you're two weeks late on something that you owed me, but for some reason, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apologize for something that I didn't even do. And like, that's, that's just how I like, that's the unlearning that I'm working through right now. The passive of like, eh, I know you were late, but <laughs> I'm going to make you figure out a way to like make you mm-hmm. feel better about your situation and like pacify you. Um, and, and in order to do that, I just need to be more straightforward about like what I need, what right. I need to get and when am I going to get it? <laughs> like, I need to be more, I have to put out more of that mm-hmm. energy because I'm not currently doing that, which is, oftentimes led me into situations where my tone mm-hmm. has been misinterpreted. It's just like, wow, it sounds like you're frustrated. And it's like, yeah, I should have told you earlier that like you can't spend two weeks on this. Mm-hmm. Like I need it now. <laughs> now. You know, like I currently have now. like but I need it right now. Like I I currently have like a situation where it's like waiting for an opportunity and you know our program is continuing to move forward, but where we have the standstill between like one of our partners is taking forever to make a decision on what jobs are going to be available for our students. And like literally everyone's waiting on this company Mm. to make, say yes. Mm. And it's pissing me off because essentially we're like waiting around and we have kids waiting around for this job that I don't Mm -hmm. know what's actually going to come forward or not. And it's, I kind of just say like, Oh, you know, like, We'll find out eventually. Ah, shucks, we don't know yet. We don't have an update. And to me, right now, in this moment, I want to be like, forget them. Mm-hmm. We need to find a different option. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if they're going to come mm-hmm. back next week. They took too long. Mm-hmm. Okay? We, we're going to move forward. Because I'm to the point where if, like, I'm asked one more question about that company and, like, told mm-hmm. an update that we don't have an answer, I'm not going to say, ah, well, that sucks. Well, hopefully we get that we get that those jobs soon it's gonna be like i don't care anymore yep. we're not waiting for them anymore we gotta keep moving and I, uh, I i i feel like now that i just said that out loud i actually have to do it but it that is like an example of like my tone is misinterpreted in that moment because the response i typically get is oh i didn't know that's how mm-hmm. you really felt mm-hmm. about the situation yeah <laughs> Because of everything I presented before yeah. doesn't illustrate the frustration that's rolled yep. up and presented itself in the moment. Um, so I've always had moments where they're like, wow, I didn't know, like if I had, I known you were that like passionate or if had I known that this was something that was actually very frustrating for you, like, I wish you would have just said it as is instead of presenting oh, no, it okay. in a very like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Whatever. We'll know when we know. Like, 
that those have been the moments where my tone has been misrepresented because I just said everything's mm-hmm. cool and yeah. cucumbers right now. It's not because we have to have we have uh, joy. You you alluded to this, I believe. Um, we have to have those two sides, like as black women, like you you like if 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 you present yourself in a way that you're frustrated and everybody else is frustrated, then it's like, oh, bet. we all yes. together on it. Like, let's go. Bastion session. Yeah. yeah. But if it's just you, then mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are, <laughs> what are we, what are we doing here? Um, so we, I mean, again, we've been talking about it all season. It's like, mm-hmm. we have, to, there's always this second layer of how we present ourselves. Um, and it is, it is it is crazy. It when you were speaking, it made me think about. I went to this um, event and uh, Michelle G. Thornton was speaking. And if you don't know, who she is like Google her. She's like this dope black woman. But she was speaking and she was talking about how at one point she quit a job and like nobody knew it was coming because she was just always like just like optimistic and happy mm-hmm. and, like, and like genuinely doing yeah. stuff. Um, and I don't know that just popped into my head because I'm mm-hmm. thinking about my experience yeah. and I know like mm-hmm. a good amount of people didn't didn't see it coming and like mm-hmm. that's intentional that we have to do that um, but then you still have to find a way to be able to emote mm-hmm. the emotions that you actually have and like are feeling um, but do we need somebody like to to allow us to like present our actual feelings and our the actual like frustration that we have or um tell us like oh you're being passive aggressive how are you actually feeling about this like do like do you need that or can we just do it as black women and as the three of us like that's right. a question that I'm asking you can answer it or not but it's also kind of rhetorical too I mean <laughs> my I, I don't know how many times I've shouted out my mentor, but like my mentor is mm-hmm. a black woman. We work at the same organization. Don't know how I would do whatever I do as I'm learning to be a manager without you two and my mentor. <laughs> like my mentor came from the same site that I I transitioned from and she understands the Midwestern mentality. And like, I don't want to box Midwesterners, like put people in a box, but like it, there's some passive aggressiveness that just is innate. Mm-hmm. And she calls me out mm-hmm. on it. She's like, that's not how you yeah. talk to me about it. So tell them what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And and if she doesn't continue to do that, like, I don't continue to build the muscle mm-hmm. to, to feel, mm-hmm. to normalize it when mm-hmm. I'm communicating. And I, I I need her in order to do that, to be mm-hmm. like, you're beating around the bush. Say what you need to say. Yep, you did it again. Say what you need to say. And like, my boss does the same thing too. He's like, he knows that it's, one of my opportunities for growth is that mm-hmm. I just need to say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. And like, there have been times where it's like, oh, you don't mm-hmm. have what you need because I didn't do what I yeah. did. What I promised I would send you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. And he's yeah. like, tell me that. Tell me that I messed up. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't yeah. get me what I needed. That's what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, if they have people saying like, Pamela, you're doing that passive shit again. <laughs> Then I'd be like, okay, sorry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll be like, this is what I need. And I 
and it's like me just I need to get over the like oh, oh my gosh that was just so harsh right like because you know me mm-hmm. you know me in some specific way mm-hmm. so I'm always trying to be consistent with that brand that I created but like brand that you created oh that's, Ooh, that's good you know? what brand have you created is that another episode yeah that's- I mean <laughs> write it down write it down Joy. um do I need yeah, someone enjoy. to say like oh you're being passive passive aggressive or something like that Uh, yeah, or like what, <laughs> whatever it may be to you. I was like, I'm I'm actually kind of hella eloquent, but the way you put it, um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> sorry, yeah. Do you need do you need like assistance in in that and yeah, being able to like just speak speak how you want to speak. Or write, or you know, I don't think whatever uh, it is, body language, etc. I don't think I. (laughs) I don't know if it's permission. I think if I was never told, you know, we're in the business of customer service. Everybody's our customer, the students and the our partners. If I was never told Mm -hmm. that, I would probably be like, "Hey, I needed this two days ago." (laughs) I'd probably feel more comfortable. But because mm-hmm. we have ongoing relationships with our partners, like the students, I'm like, yeah, we do. Actually, we do because they end up becoming like alumni and, you know, they end up doing like great things. And one time, one, one day we might need to tap them, you know, for something. Is there a fire? What in the world? Okay, I'm sorry. There's this lady on top of her roof right now. And she has this stick and it's on fire. And there's a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of trees around her. I honestly don't know what she's doing. What maybe they're doing like a campfire or something. I don't know, but it looks dangerous. But anyway. What was I saying? If I was never told that, then I would be more comfortable. And like with the students, like we do have an ongoing relationship with them, with our partners. It's like, we know, okay, next year they're going to be, I'm going to be working with this person again. So that's why I'm like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. okay, apologies. And what do you need? And I hope this helps, you know? And I've seen it. I've seen Mm -hmm. partners actually compliment that. Or like lean into that and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You're so great. Like, thank you for just doing my job for me. Like, I've seen that with me, with myself, as well as my colleagues, Mm -hmm. like on the email chain. And I'm like, dang, like, is this how relationships are built? You know, like strong relationships. Um, Because in the industry that I'm in, like, it is based on relationship. Like, people literally are just like, oh my God, yeah, I worked with with joy at this blah blah like she's great she did my job for me in the years that we worked together because I didn't follow up or read emails and our relationship (laughs) is so strong so yeah I'd recommend her so that's why I'm like ooh, can I just be like no (laughs) no because literally they could be my employer next year literally because we work with HR people Mm -hmm. so it's um Mm -hmm. it's just weird I, I I hate it I think there's a fine line, though, between, like, to me, that doesn't ring strong relationships. To me, that rings 
like you're being lazy like <laughs> I don't know not yeah not being lazy but like um superior and inferior that's what that rings to me it doesn't it doesn't ring a partnership mm-hmm. let me let me say that right yeah. like in general in general um like in any industry partnerships are a thing relationships are a thing um and what that says to me is like you want a yes person but then if you get hired mm-hmm. somewhere else people don't want yes people yeah um, and so I just feel like there has to be a a line drawn mm-hmm. somewhere. Well, Somebody what if your manager is not willing to set that? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying I have a solution. Like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. just saying like it's unfortunate and it's it's a messed up culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I I'm not about to be that manager um, or that mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a manager. So whatever higher up, like, nah, it's it's it's. It's weird because then you put you you put everybody mm-hmm. they put us in these sticky situations. It's like I always mm-hmm. gotta show out for people that I don't want to show out for. Yeah, yeah, and that don't deserve to be mm-hmm. shown out. That's not a word, but whatever. <laughs> we making words to this. Yeah, like anyway, Kamala. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I think that brings us to like the sauce because just being able to identify like how what are ways we can remain confident in the voice where we have in our workplaces like how how can we do that? How do how we, do re- we do uh, remain our confidence or maintain our confidence? Like how do we? It's it's twofold. It's like we we have we know our tones. We know the goal of the tone we want to have in the workplace. How do we achieve it? Um, by achieving like what our ideal tone is in the workplace, like whatever your brand is around your tone. How do you remain confident in that? Oh goodness! Well, for me, I have to. I kind of have to to start what's the word I kind of just have to to throw myself in there and start swimming I don't think that I've ever been able or I don't Mm -hmm. think I've exercised that really saying no or being firm because I always feel this need to you know is overcompensate a word yeah I always feel this need to overcompensate so I think the only way that I'm actually going to gain confidence in that is if I just do it (laughs) and just be like hopefully it sticks and hopefully they don't read this the wrong way um maybe i'll start maybe i'll start doing that with like a partner who isn't really that big i don't know is that me <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not me not... <laughs> um uh okay so i'll i'll answer um actually you saying me brings up like i think we you okay Whew, words um, I'm very passionate about this. I, I think that um, for me, I would, whatever that next role is, I think I would need to like um, set the stage like early on mm-hmm. and like stick to it. Like this is how I communicate. Um, and like know that it's not, 
I need to remember that it's not me being me. Because I, what you just said is I think a lot of us internalize being straightforward as being mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not. You're just saying what you're saying. Um, and so I think that's what helps me is like, as I'm writing email, I'm like, is this snappy? Mm-hmm. Or is this just you trying to be clear? Okay, bet. It's me trying to be clear. Mm-hmm. Or if it is me trying to be shady, you need to change your words up. Send it mm-hmm. out. Um, that's good. So, yeah. That's, that's what I Yeah, I think, like, for me, it's the the best practice while you're trying to, like, to really establish your tone Ooh. is to stop second-guessing yourself. Mm. Like, me, oftentimes, I'll read emails maybe mm-hmm. three times, and I'm like, nigga, you don't just hit send already <laughs> and just deal with the consequences. Like, if people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I was taken aback by your email, call me, okay? <laughs> like, someone will call you mm-hmm. or ask the question mm-hmm. if they're confused by my tone. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, <laughs> like, hit send already. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something I have to continue practicing is, like, stop second, like, stop reading between the lines so much. Like, just say your thank you, say your hello, give the give whatever is needed or re- being requested of and hit send. Um, and I think that's easier said and done with written communication as far as verbal communication. I think the bu- the biggest thing is like building off of the relationships you have. Mm. So like if I've learned by watching mm-hmm. other people and like some of the tones they have in the ways that they've been <laughs> like they've had their situations mm-hmm. where their tone has misrepresented them. Mm-hmm. Um, I Those are from my white counterparts. Like I've learned from them that if you know their underlying intent is good and it's for the benefit of the, the organization, mm-hmm. your tone That's can good. be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> you can be brash. You can be aggressive. Whatever mm-hmm. word you want to use that yeah. sometimes is mm-hmm. coined, as, as Biz mentioned, mean. As long as people know who you are and what you're passionate about and like the fact that you do good work and you get shit done. That's good. The tone doesn't really matter at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not second guessing yourself and also being like, based off the relationships that you have, relationships that you have, why would you second guess your the tone that you've established in the workplace are like the two things that I have mm-hmm. to consistently remind myself about. Yeah. Um, because I always question it time and time again. I want to add on to the verbal piece. That was a good point. Um, is not even just question. Okay, so not only based on the relationship, but based on who mm-hmm. you know you are to be. Like you know yeah. your character. Can nobody question your character? Yeah. So like, if <laughs> you having a verbal conversation and mm-hmm. somebody comes back and says something, you know your character, and so you stand by that. Don't let don't let anybody try and like. Mm-hmm. I like that it, nah, you know, like, yeah. Um, and and that may be. I'm not gonna take like that's not difficult. Um, have to hear people tell you otherwise, but like, you gotta stand firm in in like you. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's always the yeah, moral of my that's story, good. but that's good. <laughs> Well, for today's uh, workplace words, my favorite. Um, <laughs> it. I hope it, it it translates to the overall message of our um, episode. Is 
if I'm hearing you correctly, oh, if that, I'm that, you correctly. that. What does that mean for y'all <laughs> when you hear that? Uh-huh. Yo, that's dramatic. First of all, y'all heard that in the workplace, right? Okay, I just wanted to bear. When I hear it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from I heard a partner, that. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it can be two things. So sometimes I think they're really trying to just get some clarity. And other times I kind of feel like they're patronizing me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just said what I said. I said what I said, insert Nini meme <laughs> in the previous email. You heard mm-hmm. me correctly. <laughs> why? Why? Now, if I'm saying it mm-hmm. to someone, I think my intention is genuine is genuinely good. I'm just trying to understand. Now, if I'm having it, now that's an email. If I'm having, if I'm mm-hmm. saying that with my like team members, it's kind of like, are you serious? We're really gonna do that? Like this partner has literally been mm-hmm. crazy, and we're really gonna mm-hmm. give them what they want. If I'm hearing you correctly, am I crazy? Like I will say, am I crazy? And they'll be like, no, Joy, you know, <laughs> this is just the name of the game, and blah blah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. right. Look, honestly, if I ran this team, we probably wouldn't have no partners. (laughs) We probably would just be like, forget it. I'm good. I don't need y'all. That's what it means to me. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Um... If I'm hearing you correctly, (laughs) okay, so it's two things. Honestly, I've been scarred, y'all. So, like, when it would come from certain people in my my organization, like, higher ups, verbally, in my mind, I would be one of those, it would be one of those things where, like, I'm not even about to listen to what you're about to say next. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm already thinking about, like, nah, you're hearing me wrong. This is what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I get, I, I get immediately defensive. Um, if mm-hmm. it if it would come from like higher ups, um, and that was like historical based on the relationships that I've just asked how I've seen them mm-hmm. move, it didn't mm-hmm. feel right to me. So I always felt like I had to justify things. If it was if it was written from anybody, like in emails, um, I immediately see that and think, okay, let me read this very carefully to make sure that they interpreted what I said previously correctly, so I know if I need a response. Um, no malice, no like, no nothing, nothing behind it. I'm just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. they want to understand. Let me make sure we're clear moving forward. Um, yeah, I don't really use that term. I I usually will say, what do I say? Um, I usually say I'm like, let me let me say what you just told me. Let me make sure I have mm-hmm. have you have it right, and mm-hmm. then I'll repeat what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and see if it's clear but yeah whatever I've heard if I'm hearing you correctly to me it it seems like it's a question like the whatever I'm requesting is unrealistic of mm-hmm. an ask it's, like, it's yeah. like okay so wait I think you mentioned this joy of like if I'm hearing you correctly this is what you want from me mm-hmm. okay I can't give this to you yeah. <laughs> like that's what that's what I typically, the, my experience with, if I'm hearing you correctly. And that's like, 
even outside of the workplace too. It's like, <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure, like, you know, your question that you just right. asked is like asking if you could just move to Mars tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> I didn't ask. You know, like, it's just, to me, it's always been, <laughs> it's kind of been like, you know, cupped with mm-hmm. a response saying, like, no, we I can't do that right now. But maybe next year. <laughs> It's, I feel like it's a, it's one of those time waster things again. It's like, oh, give me more time to like kindly reject her. I mean, uh, Pamela about the, the request that she made because it's cute, but we can't do it right now. I can't. I'm just like, okay, thank you. You cute, but right. Priorities in order. It's so hard to say goodbye. I don't know what no one can say goodbye. Come back to Come back. Okay, manager. 